Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and elders who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. Today, we're talking to the international physical and emotional pain relief expert, Shalini Yoshi Yamdagni. Are you stuck in pain and always feeling overly anxious and ready now for relief? You get to hear Shalini right now. She was diagnosed with an illness and was in chronic pain for months. After doctors prescribed bed rest for the remainder of her entire life, she went on this profound journey and healed herself completely. Shalini's now on a mission to empower you to consciously take charge of your health and well-being and live the life you truly want to today. An incredible, incredible episode. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Shalini. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for that introduction. And I'm so honored and excited to be here. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all the ways that you heal and your journey and everything. And you're in Thailand. So I appreciate that you got the time difference correct. And we all want to heal ourselves. And I know for me, it's like, I remember when I heard instant gratification isn't fast enough. <laughs> like we want, I want what I want when I want it, that kind of a thing. Hopefully I'm more balanced today. But I definitely remember when I first heard that and laughed, I always refer back. I'm not sure what you healed yourself from, but how did you heal yourself and what were you diagnosed with? Okay, so I was diagnosed with something called costochondritis. It's basically an inflammation of a ligament that connects the breastbone with the ribs. And so what really happened was that, you know, I got the diagnosis and they said, no big deal. It'll be gone in two weeks. They gave me the anti-inflammatory pills and pain medications. And they said it wasn't a big deal. But but, you know, I found out after two weeks of taking the pills, nothing had changed. And so I went back to the doctor and, you know, it was like, it's still hurting. In fact, I felt like it was stronger. So what was happening is that when I took a deep breath in, I had this sharp pain in my left rib, And that was like constantly all the time. And so when I went back after the medications, they said, oh, you know, sometimes it just takes longer. Everybody's different and we'll give you stronger medication. So I took the stronger medication and... And I noticed that the pain was increasing. It wasn't just decreasing. So I panicked. And back I was at the hospital again. And, you know, then it, this saga kind of went on for weeks and months where I was told, like, try the rib belt. Because what was happening is the pain, instead of being localized in my left rib area, was slowly spreading over my left rib and to my right ribs and then my back. And so, you know, I went, they told me, try hot packs, cold packs, ribs support. You know, I was working at the time. And so they, one of the doctors told me like, oh, are you working on the computer all the time? And I said, yes. And said, well, you know, you should get a chair with adjustable hand rest because the constant weight of the shoulder, you know, is weighing down, you know, all kinds of things. So I actually got myself a really expensive $600 chair, which had adjustable hand rest. So it would support my weight, you know, but that didn't help either. So then they tried ultrasound sound therapy and physiotherapy and even acupuncture, but nothing worked. The scary part was that the pain kept increasing from that pinprick point in my left rib to all over my upper body and even my lower back. And so eventually after trying everything possible out there, I was told to just be on bed rest indefinitely. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, this is 2007. So my kids were five and six years of age. And when a mother is sick, 
yeah. then the whole family suffers. And so I couldn't drive my kids to school. I couldn't, you know, it was a shock. Like, how can I be on bed rest? And I asked them like, so what happens next? What if it doesn't go away with bed rest? And then they said, if you, you know, you'll be, there's a surgical procedure, but there is no guarantee that that would fix anything. There was no guarantee there too. So I was in a very, you know, pathetic place. And what happened for me, you know, the way I healed myself, jumping to that story is basically, I used to be on bed rest all the time. And one of my friends one day knew that I was depressed because, you know, I was at home. Who wouldn't be depressed? Yeah, exactly. Right? You're in pain and you're basically be given this hopeless diagnosis, right? Yes. And I thought like, if these experts and, you know, Thailand is known for its medical tourism. So I thought, oh, wow, like if these experts that people come to from around the world, if they can't figure out what's going on with me, then I'm stuck, you know, for the rest of my life. And I'll just sit here and watch my kids. It was a very depressing time. And so one of my very good childhood friends, you know, she sent me an email about an upcoming self-awareness seminar. And, you know, I didn't go anywhere those days. I haven't been out for months. So she told me, hey, why don't you come to the seminar? I'm coming there. And even if you don't want to listen to it, at least we'll get to catch up because it was kind of the location of the seminar was midway between her house and my house. And we were at different ends of the city. So I went to the seminar just to meet her, not really to listen to anybody because I thought if experts haven't been able to figure this out, like what is a self-awareness seminar going to do for me? So I really just went to meet her. But And I I came in late intentionally so I wouldn't have to listen to all the crap. Yeah. So I went late. Yeah. And by the time I sat on my chair, you know, and I disturbed the audience because like I sneaked in and this host of the seminar had this board up, which was a thought model. And basically it read that thoughts and with an arrow, your thoughts create your emotions, which create disease and which create your sickness and pain, something like that. Your thoughts create... Your, your negative thoughts create dis-ease, a feeling of dis-ease. And if that feeling of dis-ease stays along, you know, stays for a while, then it creates physical dis-ease and pain. And then, you know, he was actually explaining this and I couldn't, I wanted to get up and box him because I had been trying everything. So essentially what he was saying is I was creating my dis-ease by my thoughts. And I said, no, I am desperately trying to help myself and you know I'm doing everything out there to help myself how can I possibly be creating my own pain I was thinking why isn't of the entire audience like saying something like this is not true but what happened next was important because he told us very vulnerably his story where you know he went through a divorce his business partner cheated him he went bankrupt the wife took the kids his kids and you know he was at zero and so he thought there's no point in living so he actually took a chair hung himself and you know was actually hung himself but he got found by somebody was rushed to the hospital and survived and here he was three years later going from Thailand to Dubai to Hong Kong to Singapore to every country in this region saying you create your life with your thoughts so I thought hey I'm not at that place where I'm trying to kill myself and I thought maybe he knows something that I don't so what if I just stay open because his story seems way worse 
than what I'm going through. So I decided to stay open. And what happened after that was, you know, at the end of the seminar, they they told us that they were doing these one-on-one sessions and you can register and sign up. And they were doing a chakra diagnosis and chakra balancing workshop. And so I signed up for both the one-on-one session and the chakra diagnosis workshop because I just wanted to know what he knew. And it was amazing when I attended the chakra balancing workshop, you know, how everything is about energy. It was like, I thought about that song, Aladdin, a whole new world. It's like, what? There's, you know, your thoughts, because they had this pendulum with which they could check the energy blocks and they taught us how to use the energy blocks. And suppose I would have a block in my knee and, you know, I would just say an affirmations like, I bend with the changes in my life. I bend with the changes in my life. I bend with the changes in my life, which was the unblocking affirmation for the knee. Then the pendulum would start moving in the right, you know, in the right direction and my pain would be less. So I was fascinated, like, oh my God, you can just say a few things in your head and, you know, shift your pain level. So at the end of the seminar, I did that whole workshop and I asked this person, like, I have chronic pain. Do you think I can just say these affirmations and heal my And they said, well, you know, the affirmations will help you temporarily, but we know about a technique. We don't practice it, but we know of it that has helped lots of people with chronic pain. And the technique is EFT or Emotional Freedom Techniques. And she gave me the website. There was only one website back then about EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. It was emofree.com by the founder, Gary Craig. So I went in that workshop and I Googled this you know, I got to this link and I downloaded their free 89 page manual and I began reading it that night. And they had explained the process of doing this EFT. It was very confusing, but because I had done the chakra, ba- uh, you know, balancing workshop, I knew about these energy points that they were talking about because I'd just done the workshop. And so I tried this process and I knew I was doing it wrong, but I tried it anyway, sitting on my bed that night. And I noticed instant shifts in my pain levels, like instantly the pain in my, on the right side of my neck wasn't so intense Then I tried it for other parts of my body, my shoulder, and I noticed instant relief and I was shocked and I was horrified, you know, because I thought, oh my God, I've been popping all kinds of medications for the past so many months. And there's this thing that you can do that, you know, you can manage your pain levels instantly. I was happy. I was excited. I was crying. And I saw on their website that they had this video library of all their EFT, you know, training videos. So I went that night and I ordered every single video at in the library, you know, as a gift to myself, because my birthday was coming up in September. And then I got those videos. And for the next two months, I followed along. Of course, they were not focused on my particular disease, but whatever I learned, I started using this tool every day because I had nothing else to do. My kids would go to school and I would sit in the morning, like binge watching a serial and I would just, you know, follow along, make notes. So first half of the half of the day, I would just tap along with what they were doing. And the second half of the day, I would study the whole thing. Like, what is he doing? What is he asking? And as I applied those techniques on myself for about a month and a half, I was completely free from from every single pain in my body. And I was free from my disease as well. What did the doctors say? I didn't really go back to the doctors. Yeah, okay. so many of them. Yeah. And the 
thing is, as I was doing the tapping, I noticed such significant, I kept going because I could keep seeing the results and I stopped going to the doctors. In between, I thought that's useless. I'm not going there because I couldn't see any, any shifts, like even 10% progress. So at some point after one month of doing this process, I was back to driving my kids to school. I was back like that. There was a sense of normalcy in my life. And I said, I'm not going back there again. Because I had been to so many. I'd been to the physiotherapist. I'd been yeah. to the ultrasound therapist. I'd been to five other doctors. You know, I just stopped going to the hospital. And then I was free of my disease. And I, there was a doctor in my building too. I stay in an apartment. And she was a friend because, you know, we stay in the building. And she had been helping me because I would go to her with my concerns and fears. Yeah. Like, is this doctor saying the right thing? And now they've been telling me to do this. So I had been consulting her also. And then one fine day she saw me, we were coming up the elevator and she said, you know, we're in your neck support and you rebelled. I said, no, you know, I don't have pain anymore. And she was shocked. And she said, what happened? I want to know all about it. So I told her what happened. And then she had a leg pain, chronic leg pain that she had been treating herself. And she said, I want to try this. So she came over and I did whatever I knew. And within like four times of doing this, she was free from her five-year leg pain. It was gone. And then she got really excited about this and she started telling her friends about it. And it really helps if a doctor is recommending you. And so that's how that's how it started and we got certified. And well, when you started getting well, and I mean, just well and pain-free, the relief, I can't even imagine the relief of being pain-free. I mean, if I hand hurts and that doesn't hurt anymore, I, it's relief. I can't even imagine having that kind of a freedom. Just when we're sick and we're not sick anymore, it's just like, oh, we appreciate and are so grateful for our health. I mean, I'm grateful for my health anyway, these days, but you didn't you want to tell everyone? You know, I did. Well, you know, the first people that were amazed were my kids, my kids and my my husband, right? Because they were the immediate, I wasn't really seeing anybody at that time. I was yeah. just depressed. I was on my own. And I remember as I was doing this tapping, you know, one day I, I had started going to school and dropping my kids off. And one day my daughter, you know, she had stomach pain after she was coming back. And so we were talking in the car and I said, Ria, do you want to try this, this thing that I do? Maybe we can... You know, help you with your stomach pain. And she said, well, my, my pain is different, mom. Like yours was different. Do you think it's going to work? Because they had been seeing me doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long time. And I was driving again. So, you know, there was a big shift. They could see that. And so we did this tapping on her stomach pain and it was gone within a few minutes, you know, as we went back home and I did this tapping, she's like, wow, you have magic fingers, mom. And, uh, you know, with my son too, we did this tapping and I think he was, by the time he was a bit older, he was doing this process by himself. I remember this was a bit later, but yeah, immediately it was just my family that realized this, then it, it was my friends, but it was just word of mouth because the doctor told her friends and the people in the building found out. And I don't know how the, the word spread really one person at a time. And before a year went by, I had like the Bangkok Post, the national newspaper reach out and write articles and then there were magazines and somehow I was getting recommendations. You know, people were coming to me because doctors were recommending them because they had read this article in the Bangkok Post. And there was people with sinusitis, not just pain, it was 
people with sinusitis, chronic sinusitis, and it's not going away. And the doctor told this, this lady that try this tapping technique because, you know, even if you do the operation, it's going to come back. And so I was getting people from word of mouth because of the articles that were being written in the in the local magazines. And uh, so I didn't really, because, you know, I tapped about it because we have all these limiting beliefs, right? Yes. In, and I, I thought nobody is ever going yeah. to believe that I just like tapped and said certain things and I healed myself of a disease that the doctors couldn't. Or the chakras. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I have a pet, I have a pendulum. And actually my friend that I ran into there, I'm like, wait, you would, I was shocked. I ran into her. She's a mom from baby class. Like, and she's actually a good friend. I was like, wait, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I ran into her when I got back from Bali and she doesn't go there where the place that, anyway, but she was there. We have our it, pendulums and we. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to use the pendulums initially a lot. That's how, yeah. That's how I started. The problem is if the person came to me, you know, I could check the box and I could, you know, kind of guess what possible causes there are because I was like a reading freak at that point. I was reading Andy and Judith, Wheels of Life and all books on, you know, uh, the uh, what is it? Anatomy, the anatomy of the spirit and all kinds of books on chakra diagnosis because I was so fascinated. And I realized that every part of your body has like the technical stuff, the organs and everything, but there's an also emotional component for every part of right. body. Which I wanted to get to, like how you heal the emotional and what you do for that, the emotional pain, because you've been talking strictly physical and yes. what kind of affirmations that you recommend and what do you do and tell people because there's such a general malaise and people, there's a lot of people who just feel like I've been giving, giving, giving a lot of, it's not just women that listen, but their women are givers a, a lot more than men. Oftentimes, I don't want to gender stereotype too much, but, and they feel like I've been giving, 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 and now life's passing me by and just that malaise. And what would you tell somebody to do when they just, they feel like, ah, oh, my purpose in life, I'm not doing it. And I, maybe I don't even know what it is or do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what would yeah. you recommend for that? So there's a lot of things you just said. I know, I know. Uh, it's, let it's me, let me try to break it. So for example, to get to the emotional, in my experience, and it's my belief that all physical issues really have an emotional mental component because you are mind body spirit you're not body your body doesn't do its own you know it's not on its own it's it's part of a system it's mind body and spirit so what's going to happen in your mind and what's happening in your heart is going to affect your body you know it when you are angry you know suddenly your heart starts beating faster your muscles get you know tensed up so emotions cause physical things to happen and if you've got something going on for a long period of time right even just one incident that happens even if a thought just comes into your head that my mom's really sick or i can't travel because of covid even that just you know just creates so much dis-ease inside of you. So imagine now if you've got something that's going on for a long period of time, perfect example is COVID, right? We've been going through this, it's been ongoing thing. And so when you have chronic stress, then you have chronic, a state of dis-ease within. And, you know, the body is very intelligent. It knows how to heal itself. It knows how to produce a baby. It knows how to heal the skin when it's, you know, bruised or cut. But when you're under stress, then the body's stress 
response kicks in and which means you know it starts doing like a fight and fight it's a fight and fight response because it doesn't know you know that before it used to be that if a tiger came the body got into a fight and fight response and did everything to survive either to fight it out or to run but now we still have that part of the brain that gets triggered but right now the brain doesn't know that a nasty email is just you know as important a threat to you you know it doesn't know how to tell the difference and so even if it's just a simple thing a comment a nasty email or somebody said something to you it gets into the stress mode and what happens is when your body is in stress mode all the resources of the body all your energy is focused on this stress issue and so it's not the the body systems are not doing what they're supposed to be doing because they're in a war zone they're in a fight mode they're you know they're using up all the resources to fight the stress thing and so that's the problem that happens when we are stressed right and so there's also the other part of the body that's called the relaxation response and so that doesn't get as much press yeah the the (laughs) relaxation response is when the body is you know at a state of ease it's only and only then then the body's self-healing and self-repair mechanisms get to work and it does what it knows to do best and how to heal itself and so when you're stressed and you're upset and you're emotionally not at ease then you know all these physical symptoms show up I like to say that your symptoms and your pain and your illness is just a message from your body. Now, that's just one piece. The other piece is that, you know, chronic pain specifically is a multi-layered problem. Acute pain is just, you know, you burn your hand, something happens, and that's acute pain. But chronic pain is something that that's there way beyond whatever, you know, you may have injured yourself or whatever's happened. It takes way longer to heal. It goes on for months, decades, and much longer. So chronic pain has many layers. I like to, you know, explain it like, think of it like the layer of the ocean, there's a surface layer where you're physically hurting. And there's a little layer underneath the surface when you go like scuba diving or snorkeling, not scuba diving. And there's the pain and there's this frustration. I can't do what I wanted to do. And this pain is limiting me. And I feel so frustrated because I can't take part in these activities and all of that. And then there is a deeper layer of pain, which is the scuba diving, which is all the stuff that we have repressed. And we don't, you know, that don't consciously come to mind the old hurts, the old feelings feelings of anger and guilt and shame, which are not our everyday emotions because we're just, our daily stress is all about feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, irritated, you know, so there's a deeper layer of emotion. And then there's the seabed layer, which is at the root, the childhood issues and all that stuff. So to heal chronic pain, you need to address all the different layers that are, you know, contributing to the pain. And so, you know, one of the ways, so how do you access these underlying emotional mental pain layers so in in EFT we have key questions that you can ask yourself to access these emotional mental layers which is one of the things you can say is you know what pain in my life am I ignoring because physical pain is also about emotional pain so that's one of the questions you can go back to when did my pain start and you might say why is that relevant well because your body started speaking to you then letting you know that something is off balance and you can go back even further and ask yourself what was the key stress 
in my life when this pain started or what was some of the issues that were stressing me, upsetting me even before the pain started. Now, let me give you an example of how I did this process. So I have chronic pain and it's all over my body. And so I started, you know, asking myself, what's the pain? And for me, it's so completely unrelated. You would never think that this can cause this. But my frustration back then was that I was 38 years old and I hated the job I was in. Absolutely hated it. I thought I was wasting my life. I thought I wasn't, you know, contributing in a meaningful way. And I thought there was this ache in my soul that I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know that 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 is what so many people suffer from. Yeah. And you would never think that that is responsible for your chronic pain. But it is because it's a soul ache. It's deep. It It is. It's like, you know, I used to feel like I'm moving around my life with an invisible mask and I don't know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And when I used to go to the office, I actually physically felt suffocated. I felt like I was being strangled and I couldn't breathe in peace. And that was such a big ache in my life. And so what was happening was because of that frustration and were anger. You verbal- at- were, were you verbalizing it or you were keeping it in? I was verbalizing it to my family, you know, but basically I was saying, I hate my job. I hate my job. I don't like the people. I don't like this. But my I husband think- was like, why don't you leave? Why yeah, don't you yeah. leave? But I, you know, I wanted to be, I had a flexi time kind of job where yeah, I could yeah. just pick up my kids and I didn't want to give that up. And the brain tells you that you can't have both. You can have this, but you can't have that too. Because, you know, at the time, Thailand, like I didn't know anybody who was having, like there were not many people who had flexi time kind of hours for their work. And for me, it was really, really important that I stay with my kids and I be at home. And now that has roots, root, like right at the childhood levels, because I was in a boarding school. I was in a boarding school when I was six and a half, all the way till 15. So I never had anybody. I never had my parents around when I was sick or when I needed help. And so I was on a like a mission that I am going to be that mom that is there when her kids come home. And, you know, and so this is linked now. And now to, you get sick and you're bedridden. Yeah, because I'm not <sighs> quitting the job because I want to be at, with my kids because of the pain of mom was never around. Yeah. Dad was never around. I never had the guidance. So it's all linked. So you can see the different pain layers yep. and also the limiting belief systems, right? Yep. That yeah, totally. Can't have your cake and eat it too. Shalini, you can't have it all. You can't have, you know, I got married to my high school boyfriend. So I said, you have the most wonderful husband. You have two gorgeous kids. I have family in Thailand. And I said, stop being greedy. You can't have it all. You can't have an ideal job too. So just stick at it and just tolerate it. But tolerating pain is not a solution. It costs. And so when I was in pain and I hated my job and I came back home to be with those loved ones that I really wanted to be there for, I was a monster of a mother. I was screaming at them. I was pouring out all my frustrations. And then that would lead to a cycle of guilt and shame and worst mother ever and monster mom. And I would I would not be able to sleep in peace and then go back to the same crappy job. And it was a cycle of pain, like a hamster on a stuck on a pain a wheel that I didn't know how to stop it. But it was as I, you know, used this tool to start releasing the 
anger and the guilt and the shame and the frustration, anger at myself, anger at people, anger, you know, from childhood that nobody was ever there to guide me. And that's why I don't know what my purpose is. I had this, again, going back to childhood, I was a good singer when I was little, but in my school, they didn't have any, you know, vocal training classes back then. I'm talking about like the early 80s. I was in a little town in India, you know, and they didn't have any of this. So I kind of felt this anger that like I, you know, didn't get an opportunity. And now the time for exploring that as a vacation has gone. So now I'm just going to live my life without any meaning and purpose. So it was such a, a mix of all kinds of emotions from childhood, from, you know, current situations and the, the current stresses that were creating a tsunami of emotions <laughs> that it's no wonder that my body was screaming. And that's why it's really, really important, you know, to not ignore the emotional, mental pain that you're feeling because it'll show up in stronger, bigger ways. I, you know, I'm writing my book right now on uh, chronic pain, actually. And there was a quote by Unknown. And it said, if you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. And my body was screaming like, I can't do this. I can't do life anymore. And I was on bed. And so that's the different layers of pain. And EFT really stands for emotional freedom techniques. The word says it right there, emotional freedom. And so what it is, the way you work with this tool is basically it's a combination of modern psychology and ancient acupuncture techniques. So what you do is you tune in emotionally, mentally to what is upsetting you. It could be, I hate my job. You know, it could be that. And then you tap with your own fingertips on key acupressure points on your body. So there are two aspects to this technique. You tune in to what's upsetting you, whether it's a physical pain, emotional pain, and you start tapping on key acupuncture points in your body as you tune in to what's upsetting you. Because when you tune in, you're feeling the anger, you're feeling the frustration, all that is surfacing. And now when you start tapping on the key acupuncture points, on your body just with your fingertips lightly tapping them it clears this it stimulates the energy meridians in your body these energy channels that we have and it clears that disturbance and you start to feel ease about the same issue that you were you know whether it was a physical pain or an emotional pain and so as you start clearing sort of like doing a spring cleaning of the different emotional closets of your life, you start offloading your systems, your body systems of these heavy emotions. And people don't understand like what's emotions got to do with, you know, what's, how is it affecting your body? Well, emotions are energy in motion. So if, you know, I always give this example that if you're a small kid and your dog dies and your dad says, son, don't cry. We'll get another dog. Boys don't cry. You know, be strong. When the dog died, there was an energy that was rising. There was the emotion, right? The energy emotion was rising. It's a natural thing to happen when, when something bad happens. But instead of allowing that crying to happen and release this flow, it was kind of like boxed in and you never got to release this emotion. And so it stays stuck there. So it's like stuck energy, which was supposed to be in motion, but it's stuck there. And that 
as just one incident, one upsetting incident. And like that, we have so many incidents, current incidents, past incidents that just lie buried and stuck. And it's like jammed pipes, jammed energy pipes in your system. If you have, let's say, 100% energy to work with on a daily basis and 50% or 60% is just jammed up, like how much do you have access to, right? So as you use this process to release and clear and detox your body of all this heavy stuck energy, suddenly there is, you know, the energy starts flowing. I remember when I did this process for just two, three weeks, I noticed that I could have such deep diaphragm breathing, understood what that was because there was this big release and now the energy was flowing. And if your energy is flowing, that means the oxygen is going to every part of your body, which was initially stuck. So it, it you know, your whole body benefits by releasing all this friction energy in your system and it gets back into flow. And the more ease you start to feel with Within, you know, you have to have a certain level of ease daily to experience health and well-being. And so this is a wonderful mind-body tool because you tune into your mind, you physically tap on the body. So it takes care of both the mind, the body, and the spirit. And as you use it daily, you stay in a, you're at a level of ease. When you're at a level of ease, your body knows, your body's self-repair, self-healing mechanisms kick in and you return to your natural state of health and well-being. And that's basically what happened. It took me diligently releasing and clearing and letting go. And the reason I kept doing it, I know it's overwhelming and I was doing it alone, but I was a desperate mom, you know, and my children were my reason to not give up, to keep going. Plus you, know. you were seeing you were seeing results too. Oh, you said results you saw, too. Yeah. And yeah. I mean the number of people that told me I had to talk to you. It was just it was very fun. Now somebody wants to do this. Do you have teachings on your YouTubes or do you have teachings on your website? If somebody doesn't know exactly how to do it, you're anybody who doesn't know there's YouTube, this is there's YouTubes of, of all my podcasts. And she's kind of showing she's talking, but do you have YouTube? Yeah, you can you know, I have a YouTube channel. It's very simple. It's called EFT with Shalini. Okay, that's easy. And we'll and have we'll have links for all of this. If you just go to EFT yeah. with Shalini, you'll come across different playlists. And there's, you know, the basic introduction to how to do tapping and you can learn the, the whole process and begin to experience instant relief. But then there are other videos on my YouTube channel, which are like emotional healing and healing anxiety, clearing limiting beliefs. And there's about over like 200 videos there that you can used to tap all kinds of issues, physical and emotional. Yeah, I knew you had a whole YouTube channel, so I just wanted to mention that. Now, what yeah. would you tell somebody who says, oh, you probably don't even attract those kinds of people who are like, come on, your body just worked itself out. And when they start telling you that, you just kind of walk away? Uh, usually people are pretty fascinated. They're curious. They're curious because, you know, they know that I was in chronic pain. They know I was on bed rest. Yeah. And, you know, so people don't dismiss it. They are more curious. So even the skeptical ones will like roll their eyes and say, wow. So and I, you know, all I say is give it a go. It's free. It doesn't hurt. And it's available at your fingertips. And I have all these YouTube videos. So go give it a go. Yeah, right. Just and, try uh, it. <laughs> give it a try. It's 
doesn't hurt and it can only like you might just benefit from it. So it, it works faster than a Tylenol if you have a headache. So why not give it a go? And then it's up to them. But I find people get more curious than dismissive. Yeah, I'm sure. I normally ask, do you have a message of hope? But I feel like you are a message of hope just in everything. But do you have a message of hope other than what you've already talked about? At a time, you know, we're talking at this time when there is coronavirus. And I think I know, you know, one of the things that people don't really that I go through even today is that life happens every day and unexpected happens every day. And the only thing, you know, we cannot control what's happening outside of us, but it's really important to take charge of what we can take charge of. And that is your health and your well-being. And so for, you know, to have a message of hope, my thing is that get equipped to learn to you know, take care of yourself so that you can be, you know, you can be your best self and help others. And what people don't realize is that every day we go through, you know, an emotional landscape of experiences. And if you don't have daily habit of taking care of yourself, whatever it may be, then eventually it adds up. So at a time when we are going through like a universal crisis, the hope is you. You are the hope, right? And so you taking care of yourself is the best gift that you can give yourself, your family, your work and everything else. And the truth is that your inside is creating your outside. So if you can learn to find ways to take care of yourself, uh, equip yourself with tools that can help you, then I think that is the best hope that you can offer to yourself and others. And there's this wonderful definition of pain that I came across by this woman, Ianla Vanzon, something like that. And she says, pay attention inward now. Pay attention inward now because if you pay attention inward and take care of what's going on with you then there's a lot of hope for you in your life in your loved ones and you know immediate people around you oh i like that do you have things that you do on a daily basis besides tapping that you make sure that you do oh yeah so before I went, it's now nine o'clock in the morning, but the first thing I woke up, I wake up at five, I go for a morning walk. I sit after a couple of rounds, you know, sit and meditate every single day for 15 minutes. And I actually meditate throughout the day. Like I'll take a break and then, so I meditate a couple of times. I do transcendental meditation, but I have like a whole morning routine. So, you know, meditate, come back, and then I do some journaling. And then I also do these things called asking lofty questions where I write down physically why am I in the best of health? Why is everything working out so wonderfully wonderfully for me? Why are my kids so happy? Why, you know, so for every area of my life, I just have these questions that I've learned. I, I think they're called affirmations, affirmations. And then I do tapping and I'm a constant tapper. <laughs> so I don't tap for like, oh, I have an ache. You know, I, I do a body scan every day to see, do I have a stiff neck? Because these are the whispers from your body. If you listen to the whispers, you don't hear it scream. So I listen to the whispers and there are a lot of whispers these days. And there's a lot of things happening. My kids were stuck during COVID in New York. And, you know, my parents are in India and I can't get to them. India had their worst, you know, worst apocalyptic kind of situation. And I couldn't be there. My dad's 87, my mom's 79. And so there's a lot happening. And so it shows up 
physically in your body. So you can do a physical scan every day to say where are the aches and pains and you can actually tune in and tap. I do an emotional, you know, check-in at different times during the day, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and definitely before I go to sleep. It's like kind of doing a, you know, daily shower, morning shower, evening shower and just clearing my body as much as I can. And one of the reasons I do it especially is because when you are emotionally cleared and when there's less friction, not only is your body in flow, but for me, it's a very spiritual thing because you can really listen to your intuition to the messages that come in from, you know, divine intelligence. And so for me, I have this, my kids say, mom, you're, you're a tapping freak. You just tap for no reason. But for me, the, what I call it is constant cleaning for constant contact with the divine. And so I find that things happen with so much more ease and I feel connected with divinity and I operate like mostly on intuition. And so that's the other aspect of clearing yourself, your soul state, your past state, and just clearing the accounts with people. So you're not holding on to the grudges, you're not holding on to anything and kind of in a state of flow. I do a lot in my daily routine. I love that. And I'm so glad I asked the question. And of course, your son says that it's your kids. It keeps yeah. you vibrating at a higher frequency. I completely get that. Oh, I'm so glad we got to chat today. Really I'm enjoyed it. Totally Morning for you. It's a fresh start. This is my, you know, the, the peak time where I've just yes. done all the processes. So it's wonderful to be talking at this Time. I was actually thinking I should make sure I talk to everybody uh, in the morning because this was just perfect. So thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful having this conversation and I hope your audience gets something out of it. Yeah. And like I said, they will, you guys will all be able to reach Shalini with the show notes. Everything will be, all the links will be there. So you'll have no trouble finding her. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Shalini's messages of healing, well-being, and inner strength. Such great messages to take into our week ahead. Join us in our Facebook group where we talk about what's discussed in today's podcast as well as gratitude and healing and reaching your biggest dreams. We're also having a monthly meetup in the Facebook group, 52 Weeks of Hope, and it's with one of the guests leading each month's healing and tapping. Breathwork is September's meetup. And so be sure to join us in the Facebook group in September. Just we have such a great guest leading a breathwork session in there. And plus you get to be in the know of what's happening. You can also join the email list at 52weeksofhope.com and that way you always know what's happening in there. So, and be sure to tune in next week for our wellness coach, yoga and mindfulness teacher, Susie McCallie. Susie grew up in a cult and she turned her experiences into art and so much more. It's the most incredible story. I've never heard anything like it. And today she uses her experiences to empower you to consciously take charge of your health and well-being and live the life you truly want to live and you'll experience so much relief listening to Susie's episode. Seriously, it's amazing. You're going to love next week's episode. I just kept asking her just... I've never talked to anybody whose family left a cult when she has all these siblings and they all were different, clearly, obviously, different ages when they left the cult and they've all used the experience in different ways. I just asked her so many questions and you will leave that episode just feeling so energized to 
really just empowered and energized and ready to fulfill your dreams and go out there. It's just an incredible experience. So that's next week. Yeah. So join us in the Facebook group and get on the email list if you're not already on there at 52weeksofhope.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell two of your friends and leave us a positive review. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks again for listening. 